As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Sift Spoil. Where's this coming from? I don't know. It's okay. Just, this is a different welcome. I liked it. It was kind of like a uh, Tales from the Crypt sort of thing, you know? Welcome to the Sift Spoil. Yeah. I can see that. You did the finger thing. That's what made me think of it. Even <laughs> though his finger fingers thing. his fingers never really moved, you know, because they're, right. they're bones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah. Uh, we're going to spoil the movie Tomb Raider as we talk a little bit more about it. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, go away. You do not want to be here. You're going to get spoiled, and we don't want that to happen. And uh, also, we'll probably just jump around, so it'll be confusing, too. Tales so, from the Tomb. Tales from the Raider. Yep. Uh, man, what do you want to talk about spoil-wise with this? You want to just go chronological? Or chronological? Do whatever you want. All right, so we start off, and they're giving us the backstory on Himota, the, uh, the, the Death Queen. The Death, death Queen, Queen it is. Um, here's what I wanted to talk about initially, because every single um, Tomb Raider game has had some element of supernatural to it. Yes. And I was curious if this movie was going to go in a more quote-unquote realistic tone with it or if it was going to go with that supernatural and they walked a line here Didn't they they walked a line so what do you come away do you think this movie is supernatural no or you think it's- i think it's firmly set in the scientific okay yeah Which i think it- making the decision not to wink because they get to the point at the end where it's like oh it's just a disease yeah it's not actually you know she, the death queen's not going to come back and then they never wink at you like they never go Oh, but this happened. You know, like that thing yeah. where, you know, oh, it's all explained, but is it? Yeah, yeah. That never happens here. So yeah. I really do think they're going to a place where there is no, at least in this movie, yeah. the supernatural is not something that actually happened. Now, do you want that to continue with sequels where they kind of keep it walking a line of realistic and supernatural? Or do well, you want it to go one way or another? It's interesting, right? Because usually these mummy movies, the uh, Indiana Jones movies, you yeah. know, they... they the super, even the original Tomb Raider games. The original Tomb Raider movies as well. The current games are even supernatural. All of that definitely is in the supernatural. So these kind of movies usually are that way, which is interesting because they're movies based on scientists... Yeah. Um and I, and honestly I'm not saying that science and supernatural thinking is necessarily exclusive, mutually sure. exclusive. I'm just saying for entertainment purposes what we're talking about. Um this movie I think definitely puts its feet firmly in the scientific realm. While leaving the door open, they do walk that line, there, but they a, never wink at you. They never go, yeah. you know, uh, they it's not like they're wanting you to believe it's supernatural in any way. Yeah. So. No, but they they push it hard like but they never go over. 
And that's what I loved. Yeah. You're never like, okay, that's that's pretty supernatural. There, there are elements like everything is smoke and mirrors to a right. point. Besides the actual, you know, disease. The problem that becomes with the fact that this was all a disease and that she was locking herself up yeah. to keep the disease from destroying the world and that that's where those myths and those kind of things come from. That all makes sense. Except that the problem is when you put it in uh, firmly in the scientific, then my brain goes, okay, but. Because if you have a disease that kills people that fast, just by touch, we're all already dead. There's there's no way to, to protect yourself from it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. a disease that communicable, Well, it also, if it's by touch that fast here's how i would say that would it still would make sense here's the thing japan's a bunch of islands yeah so that a disease like that jumping from island to island i could see how they could cut it off at the pass yeah that's the only actually almost <laughs> almost the, the fast acting nature of it would almost cut it off at the past yeah but how would but i don't understand how would you have time to build that tomb how would you have time to like I don't understand how anybody on that island's alive. There's a MacGuffin to it. Yeah. There's a, yeah. And what I'm saying is when you put it firmly in science, you're allowing my brain to question you more. And that's why I'm saying that this is not firmly in science. There is not supernatural, but there's an extremist element to it. Because there has to be for this style, if you want to call it a Tomb Raider movie, there has to be some either straight up supernatural element to it or there has to be a line walked mm-hmm. and i think that they walk a line and i think that it was cool that they walked that line i think so yeah i definitely think so let's talk about the biggest you had one job in the movie he says nine thousand times burn these burn it all. papers burn, burn it yeah. all and she brings it with her <laughs> the movie would have ended 25 minutes in right and yeah. and nothing different, really. Yeah. They're never going to find that. He's never going to give it to them. He's alive on the island, but they don't know he's there. Yeah. You know? Um, <clears throat> she she loved her dad. There was a chance that her dad was, was there. Uh, and, and so it, it kind of makes sense in this movie. Memorize those papers. Burn it all. Mm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. You brought it with you? Yeah. Yeah. Memorize the papers. Burn it all. Um, that did is, you find uh, that is was, literally an Indiana Jones line, by the way. He brought it with when he's talking about. I his, was about to say there is journal. a lot of Last Crusade in this movie. Yeah, there really is a lot there of really Last is. Crusade. Like even the three trials you have to go through to get to the final tomb. You that know, one time when her dad was like, "We named the dog in, Lara." Yeah, we named the dog <laughs> Lara, and the dad was Sean Connery. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, um, that when he had the umbrella and the seagulls on the beach. <laughs> Yeah, it was just incredible. I can't believe they got away with it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh no, but there really are a bunch of homages to uh uh Last Crusade. Well, all the movies are I mean, they're all going to feel a little similar. They're all about, you know, finding our artifacts and yeah. getting through puzzles and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. makes well, sense. Well, the games are based off of a female Indiana Jones. So, right. I think it's more of a uh a, a nod like a, a professional nod. We came from you. Here's a little you know, something you did for us, you know, maybe that's what they were going for. I don't think they were trying to rip it off by any means. All right, let's talk about some of the action scenes. Can we? 
Can we talk about? Please. I want to talk specifically about, and, and feel free to throw out other waterfall memory. plane scene. Well, no, no, no. I, I okay. do. I mean, we can talk about that. But I was just thinking about the the first man that she killed. That's a, like that's when a, she drowned. That's a rough but, scene. And and how powerful to include the the emotional weight of that moment for her, knowing she had to drown that man to survive. She's crying the whole time, and she's crying. I know. I'm just telling you her performance. Her performance is this movie. I really yeah. feel like... I, I, I'm not saying no other actress could do it. I'm just saying the fact that you had that talented of an actress to do it is the reason this movie succeeds on so many levels. Yeah. Because I don't think it's easy to sell those... As easy as she makes it look to sell those things. That's a very powerful scene in mm-hmm. the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it leans more towards what I was saying, how this movie goes with quick time events, which is what we got with the waterfall and the plane scene, mm-hmm. to real emotional scenes. And that's a perfect example of a scene where it's an action scene, but it is real, and there is emotion, and there are consequences, you know? Mm-hmm. it's That's exactly yeah. what is going on in this movie. But I think it the movie does blend both styles to where it works. Yeah. Like, even in the scene with the waterfall and the plane where things keep happening and you have the quick sign, so she's, and she's like, you've got to be kidding it me. It reminded me of the, uh, we're back in the car again <laughs> from oh, Jurassic, from Jurassic Park. At least yeah. you're out of the tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that scene. I, I will say the movie is not free of, you know, kind of silly action things. You know, the fact that she grabs a parachute as she's falling out. That was somehow the only manages to, to hold on to, to it. hold on to it. It was somehow manages to get it to open first of all, yeah, and to hold on to it when it's not on her back, and to somehow land it as it's falling apart. Like she didn't really land as far as crash. Well, but still, she survived. You know, like, she didn't survive unscathed. Man, she had like cuts, and she even had that one little tree bark in that, her stomach. And that is to the movie's credit. Like that is what the movie does well. Is even when it's being a little ridiculous. With her survival, it's reminding yeah. you we're still going to play this pretty real. She, you know, she's got she's got a branch embedded in her. Yeah, you know, she is she is hurting. Although she also recovered from that pretty quickly. Well, I, I, that's the one thing I hate about movies. As soon as a character gets stitches, they everything's are, okay. They're, they're, everything's okay. <laughs> yeah. So you want to talk about uh, meeting finding her dad? Sure, sure. Go ahead. Okay. So what I think that that scene could have been done better. I don't think that the emotional impact of finding your father after seven years was really shown can i say uh and i you know i i don't know that dominic west was on his game no and i don't know if it's just him compared to vikander but it just it wasn't he wasn't working for me unfortunately that's what i'm saying only daniel Yu was the only guy i saw and obviously vikander's on Woo. a level Daniel on Daniel Wu. Mm-hmm. What did I say? I thought you said you, but that's fine. Oh, I, I meant to say Wu. But yeah, Daniel Wu, is, he's on a level, but he's not on Vikander's level. Right. She's on her own level in this movie, but I think the only person that would come close would be him. Everybody else is just, okay, they're there, sort of. Mm-hmm. I was really thinking that if we want to understand the emotional impact of losing your father and then being reunited, I think somebody else could have serviced that role better. Yeah. And also, is he too young to play her father? 
Well, I kept wondering how young she is. Like she's like mo- eighteen or in in new video games because in the old video games she's like in her thirties. Mm-hmm. In the new video games, it is a young woman, and she definitely is in this. At first, I was confused because she said it happened seven years ago. In the movie, has her as a little girl with him saying goodbye. Yeah, but then I realized after some other scenes that because there's another scene with her shooting apples Error. where she's older. That's what I thought. She, she looked. Like- she looked at least. 12 maybe 11 or 12 yeah so she's so she must be 1920 somewhere in that somewhere range. around there yeah and that's what, how the how, how the new games are she's a young girl who's not really which plays wonderfully into this character by the way yeah because she's just learning her abilities and learning who she is yeah not saying that she isn't trained because we see her in the mma gym which i thought was a great scene i loved that scene in the mma gym mm-hmm. because it sets up perfectly as a girl who knows how to fight and fight realistic. She's mm-hmm. not doing crazy wire work or anything right, like yeah, that. Yeah. When she's fighting people, she's putting them in arm bars. She's putting them in judo locks, you know? Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff I liked because mm-hmm. it's Agreed. realistic. She's using elements of combat that you would use if you're a 130-pound girl to take on men twice your size. Right, yeah, exactly. So I would assume. Yeah. I've I've never been a hundred and twenty pound girl, so it's hard for me to to totally identify. But but I have been a man at t- it's twice people's size. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine that's how you'd beat yeah. me. <laughs> so let's talk about the uh, the fox hunt. Okay, yeah, you so said that scene could go. I think the scene could go because the characters that are introduced in that scene. I don't know if they're saving him for a future movie or whatever, but you know, they she meets her friends and then they take her on the fox hunt. You think that that movie is showing you how she uses her knowledge to beat people at puzzles and stuff. Yeah, I think I think it's about her puzzle solving ability and also her spirit. Like I think we're learning something about her. We we learn two things about her in her backstory, right? The MMA teaches us about her unwillingness to give up. Like yeah. there's definitely a point of that scene that's like, okay, this is a girl who is not going to give up until the last possible. Like she is almost going to kill herself before she gives up. Like she is competitive. And then in the other, we're learning about, I think how much she enjoys puzzle solving and winning and competition. And there's just this look on her face the whole time. Like she's just having a blast, you know? Yeah. And I think it teaches us that she is serious in her competition and also has fun in her competition. And so we're learning that, you know, those are the two sides of her. And and also seeing her as just a like a teen, you know, almost like a teenage, you know, youth in some ways, like with that exuberance and not feeling like she's like completely dour, you know, life is awful kind of person. So, yeah. Okay. So that's what I think it's teaching us about her. No, I, I, I now that I'm thinking about it, it served its purpose, but maybe... I don't know how they could have shortened it, but it, I felt like there was too much character development in the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just... I think it serves her well, though. It does. It helps uh, us to get get to know her pretty well. Um, I, I will say the other thing that I mentioned that I didn't want to spoil was she sees somebody who she thinks looks like her dad at the end of that scene. Yeah. And so there is also the element of understanding how even when she is in, you know, fun, kick butt, you know, kind of that this, this one thing can take her out of it immediately, which is so important considering how he's going to play into the rest of you yeah. know, the story on the island. And so. maybe that's why the the reuniting of her and her father didn't feel because I don't know. It just felt like there wasn't enough emotion there. I agree. OK, like not on his part, even on her part. I was like, she's 
you know, I maybe it's just because, you know, she just killed a guy and she's, uh, you know, just exhausted, you know. Maybe yeah. that's why she's not showing a just lot. A, but you know, stick out of herself. Stick out of her stomach. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think... Um, maybe it's more on Dominic West's part of, I you know, him just be. acting weird and goofy like... The other thing, the other thing that scene serves to do is get her into jail so that we can learn about her relationship with the um, the person who's running the company. Yeah, who turns out to be the big bad. Um, yeah, kind of. So yeah, so I think they're you know, it's a well written script. Like everything serves a purpose. Like there's multiple you know reasons where I heard somebody say recently the beauty of screenwriting is when you can legitimately go here's how the story goes. This leads to this which makes this happen, which instead of saying this happens and then this happens and then this happens, you're saying... It must serve a purpose. Yeah, everything is kind of leading to the next thing and pulling the next... And I think this movie tends to do that fairly well. Yeah. So with Dominic West, whenever she meets him, he continuously says she's... uh, Speaking about the Death Queen, she is uh, trying to trick me again. So are we just to believe that he just went crazy then? Well, I mean, he he is at a place where she's standing in front of him and he's trying to talk himself out of her actually being there. Like, he's definitely lost, you know, some of his sense. Yeah. For sure. Um, Her father dies. Yeah. Because he does die in the video games. You know, that's a story arc. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I thought he was going to make it in this movie. I did too. Really? Yeah, I, I really did. Um, It's a self-sacrifice moment. Yeah. Which, you know, uh, is bound to happen a lot of times. Um. How did you feel about that final escape from the tomb scene? I've never been a fan of action scenes where things are, you know, falling apart inches by your feet as mm-hmm. you're running away. Right. Um, but the scene before that where she's fighting Walton Goggins, you know, and she, like, kicks away the, uh, the ladder and everything. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, why is it there's always a ladder that's only like four inches, <laughs> the perfect width to be kicked away. That's you right. know? Every single movie, there's never a ladder that exceeds like what you need by like nine feet or anything like that. I mean, you're it's not going to fall. You're not going to fall. Possible it was an extension ladder, and they extended it to exactly the right length, <laughs> which is dumb. Extend it <laughs> further, but um, I thought the fight with Walton Goggins was great. Also, why don't you just like like why? Is it not the ladder that you feel like you could, as you know, quick and nimble as you are, just like run across and then kick it off? Like it doesn't seem like you know. Yeah. Once I don't know, it was just weird. I've never been a fan of the uh, the things falling apart behind me by inches. You know, yeah. I never like that. Or or the things falling apart as you're leaping with a claw hammer, to which is impossible. A, yeah, it's just yeah, insane. Yeah. What she kind of does on the plane, as the plane's wing breaks off, she does that last-minute jump. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because I've seen that on Mythbusters, you know, they they busted it. Like, the minute something gives way, you have nothing to push right, off yeah. of. Yeah, exactly. So you just fall. Yeah. So maybe it's just because I've seen that. I'm like, okay, yeah, Hollywood needs to get off of that. Like, jump. And then a couple inches or seconds later, then it breaks off. Like, oh man, you jumped like a second before you could, yeah. you know. But you, uh, you might as well just have them like jump and then like run off of falling boulders, like leap off of each falling boulder. It's like it makes as much sense. Exactly. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, hobbits. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can't think of. 
you want to talk about any of the puzzles? Like we mentioned the color puzzle, uh, you know, getting into the tomb and as you know, the floor falls away, as the floor falls away and throwing her the different colors and her realizing that, you know, life was green. And so she had to do yeah. basically the, the blue puzzle. and yellow. Yeah. It was basically the old Ziploc commercial. Yellow and blue make green. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that commercial. <laughs> um, the other one was the spikes coming out of the ground. Here's the thing that I didn't understand. Dominic West, as soon as that guy gets impaled, he says, this isn't to keep people out, it's to keep, keep people them in. in. That yeah, yeah. doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's right, but how does he know that then? Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Like, that could definitely be a deterrent. If something like that happened to me, I'm turning around. <laughs> it's keeping me out. <laughs> That's Trust right. Me, it is keeping right. me out. Well, what he's saying is it wasn't designed to do that. He's not necessarily saying it doesn't do that. He's saying it was designed to keep the people who caught the disease from getting back out of the the tomb. Yeah, but he does. He, there's no way he can know that. Right. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, how does how does he understand? So that? there was that puzzle. Then there was the puzzle with the floor falling away, mm-hmm. and then there was the puzzle of her handmaidens. Which wasn't a puzzle. It was just a room full of dead right. people. Yeah. So I was confused as to how that was a third trial. Yeah. I don't know. I I have to. I'd have to go back and rewatch it because I thought the the faces puzzle was the color puzzle. It was okay. No, that was the many faces of the Death Queen. Right. And then there was the trial of the handmaidens. The trial of the handmaidens. That's what it said. Yeah. Mm. Her handmaids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe they cut a scene. Maybe they did. I don't know. Um, but then we find out that um, she wasn't uh, an evil queen. She was just a carrier. She was the original carrier of this disease. She, was, she immune, was immune, right? But yeah. she was the carrier of it, and it turns you into a zombie, pretty much. Yeah, I guess that would be the one thing supernatural. That's supernatural is that you don't die. Yeah, but you do die. I yeah. guess. I don't know. <laughs> that would. That's why I was like, it kind of walks that line of supernatural. There's yeah. never been a disease like this that affects you insanely quick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Um, can I just say, I think we talked about this in the podcast proper, but I want to restate it maybe even more clearly. Alicia Vikander's a great action star. Yeah. She really pulls off the fighting and the jumping and the running. It all looks real and powerful. And, you know, I just I was really impressed with her physical presence. This is going to sound weird. Do you want to know the scene exactly that I knew this was going to be a really good movie as far as action goes? Go ahead. It was the scene that after she chases those three kids and gets her bag back and they pull the knife, she doesn't try and do some crazy action, you know, to fight them off. She runs away. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I'm like, that is real. <laughs> that is real. I love that. And yeah. I absolutely love that she did that. I'm like, you're running away from that. Yeah. She does get away, you know, but the fact that she doesn't try and, you know, pull arm bars and try, you know, take them out in some cool way, which is the cheesy action cliche, that they break away from that and she tries to escape because she's afraid. I loved that. I mean, she does escape in a very super convenient way where she just happens to jump on the exact boat that belongs to the, you know, son of the person that took her dad to the island. Well, she saw the boat and then she started running to it. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. I thought it was total convenience. No, no, no. She sees the name of the boat oh. in the distance. and then How she did starts... she know the name of the boat? In, from the picture. But the pictures of the boat that went and crashed on the island, that's not the same boat. No. Uh, it... 
because he didn't it, come it, back. Maybe the son renamed his boat after his father's Could boat. Could be maybe. because it said enclave. I just missed it. Yeah, because it said enclave in the picture and on the okay. side of the boat. So she's like, "Oh, it must be the same boat." Bar, 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 and she oh, that's over. interesting because for some reason I thought she was surprised that it was the right boat. But anyways, but no, you're no, probably no. right. No, no, she saw because it makes it, more sense. Yeah, and then she runs to it. Okay. Yeah. So. Very cool. Yeah. I want to see it again. I really do want to see this movie again. I just think she's great. I really yeah. think she's great. I think she holds the movie together. Uh, I'm a bigger Vikander fan than I was, and that's saying something because I was already a Vikander fan. Yeah. Uh, and just one, just I guess, brief comment to the idiots who are like, her boobs aren't big enough. That's, it's, who are it's, you? It's the new like, Tomb Raider. Go, like, go away. Yeah. In, in the you new, know what? Just go away. Yeah. Go I, away. That matters not. I didn't even care if in the new Tomb Raider. I mean, what? how would that physical part of her description matter? To the story, it's the people who want the oversexualized, voluptuous, and I'm saying, Lara Croft yeah, from the I, old days. And I'm saying to those people, go away. <laughs> well, I, I'm, not, I'm not agreeing with you. Yeah. I'm just saying no, where they're coming from. Yeah, I know. Yeah, in the new games, she's not this, you know, busty goddess. She's right. a, a girl, a young woman. Yeah, and you know, she's athletic. Well, and I'm just, I, and I'm glad. I'm just glad we're getting over this idea of what makes a woman worth being a star is her physical form, as opposed to you know the performance. This was fun. Good. Thanks for checking it out. Thanks for hanging out with us today and talking spoilers on uh, on Tomb Raider. We'll uh, probably hit some spoilers for one or two different movies next week, depending on how many we're talking about. Yep. Um. But uh, but we'll see you back then. Bye. Bye. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 